This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows. You can subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with ideas for future shows, questions you may have, or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Now, Social Security was initially conceived as a source of essential retirement income for American workers, and the program has been broadened to provide financial protections for families. And in 1939, four years after the program's birth, President Franklin Roosevelt signed legislation that provided benefits to widows and minor children. And through the years, survivor benefits have become gender neutral to cover both widows and widowers, as well as divorced spouses. And according to the AARP, survivor benefits currently cover about 5.8 million Americans, about one out of every 11 Social Security recipients. And these payments are calculated using the deceased loved one's lifetime earnings. Now, during today's show, we're going to get into even more interesting thoughts about this than that, but also the crucial things you should know about Social Security survivor benefits. But before we get into that important topic, and since Thanksgiving's right around the corner, I want to introduce my co-host, who I'm so thankful for, Tony Shore, and who certainly would not be the kind of person who would ever say stovetop stuffing is better than the real homemade stuff. (laughs) Of course not. Nothing's better than homemade stuffing. On Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Thanksgiving, I can't believe we're almost there. I, it Time flew by this year. It seems so like. fast. Yep. So fast. I mean, what in the world? I, I mean, uh, where's fall? Fall is my favorite season. And it yeah. seemed like it lasted, what, one, maybe two weeks this year? It was pretty quick. <laughs> it seemed like it. Yeah, it seems yeah. so. So I've been good, and I'm glad I'm on the show with you today. I know that you've been getting a lot of questions from our listeners and from uh, prospects and clients that you meet with about Social Security and survivor benefits because it can be confusing. So we're going to look at this today. Uh, I think that's good. It's an important topic. I mean, we talk a lot about Social Security on the show, but it's at a high level or an overview. So I'm glad we're going to dig into, uh, you know, the benefits, the survivor benefits today. Well, good. Yeah. I, you know, this is one of those things that people come to us for various reasons or they go to any financial services professional for various reasons. But unfortunately, one of the big ones is they lost a loved one. And so oh, this is one yeah. of those ones. I think the more, you know, ahead of time that every little bit you can have kind of thought out about ahead of time is it makes something so horrible as that a little bit easier to deal with when the time comes. So I hope as 
dry as most of this information can be, we'll still find our way to laugh our way through some of it. But that you, you know, this really does something to help those folks that are going to need to understand these things. Now, there was an article in AARP. We talked about them a minute ago. Social Security Survivor Benefits, 10 Things Spouses Need to Know. And it's, this isn't a clickbait thing. You know, we don't have to read a bunch of ads to hear this stuff we're going to tell you. Um, it's got some really good insights. I think it's going to be some important information. So the article notes first that in many but not all cases, you're eligible to receive survivor benefits at age 60. But there are circumstances in which you can begin taking survivor benefits before age 60. So surviving spouses may be able to start taking benefits at age 50 if they're disabled. And at any age, if they're caring for a child of the deceased beneficiary who's younger than 16 or is disabled and is accordingly entitled to childhood benefits because of that issue as well. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. And, you know, I think that's a a fair point. You you need to work with somebody like yourself as well, right? I mean, uh, Social Security under the best circumstances can be a lot like a maze. There's deadlines, rules, regulations, nuances. And so, dealing with these survivor benefits makes it so important to work with somebody like yourself. Certainly someone who knows their way around this stuff. So we take care of this for all our clients. We're always looking at social security, uh, the best ways to maximize it and strategies. So uh, if your advisor isn't doing that for you, find one that will. Uh, it's it's doesn't take very long for them to learn the ins and outs of it because they're doing it every day. I just used it's plurally. Um, but (laughs) it's definitely, if you're doing it a lot, they'll have ideas and they'll have the information for you. And I think that you made a great point there. Now, the next thing we want to know about survivor benefits, there's no deadline to claim them. That means you don't need to feel pressure to apply for them within a set period after your partner's passing or even at your earliest eligibility age. In a lot of cases, you can decide when you want to begin taking them or whether to even claim them at all. Essentially, you can do whatever fits best with your financial strategy and goals. That said, you should promptly report your partner's death to the Social Security Administration. You know, Funeral homes and similar entities will often take care of that step for you. But if not, you can call Social Security's national hotline at 800-772-1213 to report the death. I'm going to say that number again, 800-772-1213. You may also report the death to your local social security office if you prefer, if it's more, it's more accessible to you. Also note reporting that your partner's death may trigger a one-time $255 death benefit for the surviving spouse. That one-time payment doesn't affect future survivor benefits and Really, let's face it, it doesn't affect an awful lot. Most obituaries cost more than that, but that that is the death benefit in Social Security. It's better than nothing, uh, but to say that's a a viable death benefit is... (laughs) Yeah, it really doesn't even cover an open. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, that's not going to cover anything. Um, But now I have a question. Does the deceased person or the deceased spouse already have to have been claiming Social Security? in order for their surviving spouse to receive survivor benefits? Tony, you ask such good questions. Yeah. Thank so you. how's that best way to answer this one? You may begin collecting survivor benefits, even if your spouse hadn't started claiming their benefits prior to their passing. So let, let's talk about the scenario. Uh, survivor benefits will often be based on the amount of the late spouse's full retirement benefits. 
So that's the amount they would have received had they waited to file at their full social security retirement age. Currently the full retirement age is 66 years and four months. Those that's for people who were born in 1956 and it's gradually rising to the age of 67 for those born after. If the deceased spouse had worked past their full retirement age without filing for social security, the subsequent survivor benefit grows to adequately reflect the delayed filing credits the deceased spouse would have been entitled to. Interesting. And I'm guessing there's some nuance with regard to the late spouse's whole benefit amount, what that mm-hmm. amount would be. Yeah, definitely. Uh, widows and widowers, they're entitled to 100% of their late spouse's benefit if they claim survivor benefits at their own full retirement age. So if you look at the article, the full retirement age is different for survivor benefits, and it's currently 66, uh, but it will slowly rise to 67 during the next handful of years. Sure. Yeah, it's 67 for me and for you probably at this point. Yes. So what does that mean for those filing earlier than their full retirement age? Man, you are putting the shoes to me today. Okay, so yeah, great question. Age 60 you may collect 71.5% of what your former spouse was receiving each month or would have been entitled to receive. So from there, that that percentage goes up in stages for each month. You put off filing until your own full retirement age, kind of just like regular Social Security. But be aware that any reduction uh, you face for taking benefits early is permanent. Again, just yeah. like normal. You're locking uh, in that amount. And yes. uh, man, that's almost almost 30% less than you would get if you waited. So you have to figure that out. Yeah. And another good reason to work with a professional here, right? Because it might make sense for your situation, but you might have other better ways and we'll get to those, but let me finish answering your your first question. Uh, You'll also receive 71 and a half percent if you claim benefits in your fifties as a disabled surviving spouse. So for those younger than 60, you claim survivor benefits because they're caring for deceased person's children, uh, that percentage is fixed at 75%. But the fact that these percentages vary based on your choices, again, is a great reason to work closely with a pro. Yeah. Don't you have a report you can run for people that shows them spousal benefits, things like that? Mm -hmm. Social security maximization report. There you go. Again, that's something we revisit every time. Like there's this year was another good reason to rerun them for people with the big COLA change, right? Because we're doing them we're doing them years out for folks based on their most current information. When that changes, we run it again so that they can get that most up-to-date understanding of what their situation is going to look like. All right. Well, during this first half of the show, you talked about age eligibility, time limits, uh, benefit amounts based on filing age. What do you have for us next? Okay, next. What I want to talk about now, I want to stick with this article. Uh, there's a few more things I want to touch on here. Uh, you can't apply for survivor benefits online. This is something you should be aware of. You can only apply for survivor benefits at your preferred social security office, either in person or over the phone. You can also contact social security hotline. What that number again, I did it twice before 800-772-1213. Then oddly, unlike with retirement and disability benefits, this isn't an online application option. And uh, yeah, if you're already collecting spousal benefits prior to your partner's death, Social Security will automatically convert them over to the survivor benefits once they've been alerted about the death. But again, survivor benefits have to be done in person or on Interesting. I think yeah. because uh, maybe they do that because of mistakes people might make on their own. They want you talking to a, an actual person to walk you through it. I don't know. 
I mean, I think a lot of people, even older Americans, have gotten used to doing a lot online. So hopefully, eventually, Social Security will give an online application option for survivor benefits since they do for other types of Social Security benefits. But uh, in the meantime, you can always uh, work with somebody like yourself. And I know you input somebody's personal information into that uh, social security maximization software you have, and it tells them the sweet spot on when to file, gives them their options. So that's huge. Yeah, there's, don't get me wrong. There's a difference between trying to figure out what we think your highest lifetime benefit's going to be and the best strategy for you, right? Yeah. Again, this is, we use, you know, there's a lot of calculations that are done and we use different data for some of the assumptions we're going to choose. But even if you just use the government's own mortality tables, they'll, they'll come up with a thing. This is how you'll get the most if you live to that age. Well, there might be mitigating circumstances. Maybe you have an illness or something else where you're not going to make it to that age. Because remember, every check you don't get is one less check you're going to get. It's as silly <laughs> as that sounds. The longer you wait, that's one less check you're going to get. Sure. It's like the opposite of insurance. Like the longer you wait, the more it costs. This time, the longer you wait, the less you get. So... Um, it's not the opposite, but it's, you know, you can see the inverse relationship there. I hope, uh, now the other thing about, uh, this article notes is you can't collect a survivor benefit and a retire benefit, retirement benefit at the same time. So if you're eligible for two different social security payments, both as a retiree and a survivor of a retiree, for example, social security calculates which payments bigger and it provides you with that amount. Along those same lines, if you're the unfortunate position of being widowed twice, you're not going to collect survivor benefits based on the earnings of both your former spouses. It would be nice. In a perfect world, that would be great, but that's just simply not how it works. They're going to give you whichever one's larger. And if your own retirement benefits greater than either of your survivor benefits would be, you're going to get that amount instead. Okay. Well, that's good information and good to know. I don't think I'd heard it broken down like that before. Well, that's because you don't often, you know, talk to people like me about Social Security, Tony. <laughs> well, once a week. Well, no, yeah, but we don't always, years. you know, like you I said, know. we don't always screw down into no, the specifics don't. on each filing yeah, strategy. Yeah, we don't, we don't dig down into it like we're doing today. That's, that's true. So what do you have for us next? Well, here's another wrinkle if you, if we can throw it in. You can switch from one to the other. Uh, often retirement and spousal benefits fall under a rule called deemed filing. So with deemed filing, when you claim one benefit, you're considered to also be claiming the other benefit if you're eligible for both of them. However, that's not the case when it comes to survivor benefits. If you aren't already receiving any social security benefits, you can apply for that and survivor benefits simultaneously. And again, you'll receive whichever is the larger of the two amounts, but you don't have to. And that does provide you with some financial strategy flexibility. Sure. Uh, give us an example of that. Okay. Um, okay. Your late spouse made significantly more money than you during their life. Now, here you may want to think about claiming your retirement benefit first in order to have some Social Security income. And then you wait until your full retirement age to take the entire larger survivor benefit. Ah. It, but you could also flip that example around if your retirement benefit was going to be larger. You know, this is part of the process that could get a little tricky. And again, why I think you should be working with a financial pro. Yeah. And uh, during our the first half of the show, you briefly mentioned divorce. Tell us how that fits into all this. Oh, well, OK, the biggest key is that divorce isn't disqualifying. 
So let's get that right there. If you were married to someone for a minimum of 10 years before divorcing, you may be entitled to survivor benefits based on your former spouse's earnings history when they die. Essentially, the rules on age and payment amounts for a divorced spouse are identical as those for widow or widower. And then after that, taking benefits as a surviving ex-spouse, it doesn't affect survivor benefits paid to the widow or widower or, or vice versa. So if both had filed for Social Security at their full retirement age, uh, both would qualify to receive 100% of the late ex's benefit toll. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But it does leave me with this question. What happens if you get remarried then? So if you make the big mistake twice? <laughs> <laughs> the, the big mistake, he says. Put I'm that kidding. in we quotes and uh, ma- print it out and show it to your wife. See what no. she has to say so about getting that Getting married is one of the best things you can do for yourself financially. Never mind the fact that it feeds your soul when you're married to someone as wonderful go. as Kelly like I am. It's just you made up joke. for that. Nice, <laughs> nice catch. Nice it's save. A, it's a bad joke, but I thought it was a good one. I mean, we have to, like I said, we have to find some fun in such a fact-based <laughs> right. discussion. Today, True. Right? So, remarried. If you get remarried before you turn 60 or 50, if you're disabled, uh, you're no longer eligible for survivor benefits based on a previous spouse's earnings history. However, you may regain eligibility if your later marriage ends because of divorce or death. Remarrying after those ages doesn't affect your eligibility for survivor benefits related to a previous marriage. Interesting. answer your question? Yeah, I thought it would, uh, but it doesn't. Okay. (laughs) I mean, no, <laughs> it does answer my question. Okay. But I oh. thought remarrying after this, those ages uh, would affect your eligibility for survivor benefits. Related Is that you, to a just previous you making marriage. up for your joke now? <laughs> I'm trying to dig myself <laughs> out of that hole. So uh, he, here's, here's my question. I've heard children can also, children can be eligible for survivor benefits in certain cases. Uh, what, it, what do you know about that? Okay. Children, and this one's really important because especially, you know, with kids around, you want to make sure they're taken care of as best as possible. So children of a worker who has died may be eligible to collect survivor benefits of up to 75% of what their deceased parent was either receiving or would have received from Social Security. So as of July of this past year, 2022, almost 2 million children were receiving survivor benefits. They may receive survivor benefits if they're both unmarried and under the age of 18. And they may also be slightly older if they're still attending elementary or secondary school on a full-time basis. So if you're 19 and a senior in high school or something, right? Um, Eligibility ends at high school graduation or 19 years and two months, whichever's first. So I I said that, but I wanted to amend that. If you're, you know, well into your 19s, it's going to be 19 and two months if you're still in high school. Those disabled because of a condition that happened before age 22, they also qualify for survivor benefits. And stepchildren who meet any of the criteria we just talked about also qualify in certain situations. So when you apply for a survivor benefit on behalf of a child, you'll be required to provide proof of their relationship with the deceased. A a birth certificate or adoption record is usually sufficient. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to know. And and I'm glad you talked to us about that. Now, um, we're going to, before we uh, close out the show today, I want to ask you uh, one more time. I want to talk just a little bit about that Social Security Maximization Report. We've been talking about survivor benefits. Uh, but a key, even with survivor benefits, is when to file. And 
Uh, I don't want to, you know, we've talked a lot about that in the past on social mm-hmm. security shows about the importance of when to file. You've mentioned it today, uh, but it is huge. It can make a huge financial difference in your retirement. It could make or break your retirement. Uh, so you want to file at the right time based on your personal situation. Uh, but that's why you run that report for people, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Listen, you can make some people just do it. They default. 62, I'm old enough, then get their social security. Yeah, they, and they had it from early file. That's called an early file. That's at 62. Yeah. You're going to get a greatly reduced benefit at that point. Yeah, and then they come two years later and they're like, hey, hey can I maximize this? The answer now is no. You have a year. You're locked in, to, yeah. Yeah, after that, you're locked in. So, And if you decide within that year, you have to pay back what you got, which for a lot of people is a really hard thing to do as well. So, so chances are, if you did it at 62, it's probably because you needed the money, So, which means you're probably not going to be able to pay it back, right? But So the best case scenario is to get out ahead of this. Do it before you're 62. Do it in your 50s. Get an idea what that's going to look like. It's going to help you put other things in line anyway. Yeah, run that maximization report and work with somebody like yourself to get that done, right? Yeah, we can. We do it. Again, the only thing this is going to cost you is your time, right? And you'll see, one, what happens when you file at your earliest age, your full retirement age, and and the highest age you can file at. And then we can also choose a random time somewhere in there. And then it'll also show you it, with this being your expected uh, life expectancy, and we use the government's mortality tables sometime, you know, as a default, but we can also run another one with maybe you visited the world's most trusted psychic and you know exactly when you're going to go, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> now, but we can run one on that date if necessary, sure. right? So we can do all these different, and it's, it's thousands and thousands of thousands of calculations. And if you love doing math for days at a time, feel free, you know, get a bunch of new LEDs for your your uh, pencil and and get at it. Maybe your pen, te- maybe you love clicking your pen tell pencil and uh, and making a ton of calculations. But if you'd like somebody to be able to do it, turn it around, and you don't have to do any of the work except say, you know, this is my date of birth, this is my social security statement. What can you tell me? Uh, that's something we can absolutely do for you. We do it again for our existing clients. We do it anytime there's a big change prior to filing. Like again, this year with the big cola kick up. Um, or, uh, when we're meeting them, that's one of the first things we do for people is to get their social security maximization done, because let's face it, maybe you have millions of dollars and social security is going to be what you fund your vacations with. Congratulations. Yeah. Great, great job. But for the majority of Americans, that's not the case. It's going to be a significant part of the retirement income. So, you know, there's different, there's different things that happen. If you, it it could be 30% reduction, say it was just a thousand dollars it was going to be your benefit for a month per month for your retirement. All of a sudden you're getting $700 instead of a thousand if you file at 62. And if you file, uh, at your, at your, at the highest age, it's, it could be, you know, like $1,200 or something. What it it rolls up at 8%. So it wouldn't be quite that much, but be closer. So that, that difference, you can either get, you know, $3,600 less every year, or you could get another, uh, $2,400 more a year. I think the the answer is obvious which way you'd want to go, but by running the Social Security maximization and then working with a financial pro who will do an actual comprehensive financial plan for you. Uh, and let me let me finish up by saying this. I don't want to stretch this out too long. There's two types of financial planning you can do. I've seen a lot of ads. People talk about, is your advisor doing a financial plan for you? 
Uh, there's plans that are made to sell you particular products. Like here's an income plan. Here's how much income you're going to need. Here's a product you should buy from me. That's not a comprehensive financial plan. No. A comprehensive financial plan takes everything into account, looks at all the different situations, considers products that might work for you. Doesn't say this is one I want you to buy from me. Says this is one you can get. They may be able to offer it to you, but it's not going to be the only thing. It's going to take your particular situation and your best interests in mind. People who are CFPs, people who have fiduciary licenses, they're not going to, they have what's called that fiduciary standard. They have to make decisions in your best interest. So um, you can take a report like the Social Security Maximization Report, which doesn't have any uh, fiduciary standard to it, but talk to a fiduciary about it so they can help you make the best decision for you. There you go. And I like the way you put that, Matt. Great show today. God bless Social Security. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. I don't have Social Security problems. Social security, I can say pretty well. It's for whatever reason when I have to add administration after it. For as long as you've known me, that's one of the, I, for years now, social, I get this like lateral lisp almost and <laughs> I, I trip over it and all the, the time. The SH sound is a, a tough one in there. Yeah, I should yeah. just say SSA. Yeah, there you go. Why? <laughs> or cuts to Medicare or social security. <laughs> All right, great show today, Matt. And that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisor services offered by Gradient Securities LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.